Welcome to Hustle Class Podcast. It's your boy Jermaine. I'm back at it again with another one. You know the vibes. So I know last week I gave three episodes, you know, lots of game. I talked about some of my investment practices. I talked about poker. I think I talked about, um, you know, um, the the run up that um, some of these companies had before earning supports, which is dope. And so, you know, today um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the side hustle that I started and how it's going for me so far. So recently um, I started doing Instacart where basically you just shop for people and you can either straight up deliver stuff to them or you can um, do the shopping for them and the delivery. You kind of get to pick what plate what what you want to do you can like it'll have a list for you for what you want to accomplish um, whether it's the delivering or the shopping and delivering and you can make your selection also if you go through it for a while and you um you know kind of get some runs in they'll offer more opportunities like for you to pick up medications or if somebody wants you to pick up alcohol as opposed to like just regular groceries you can also do that too so I really like it so far. It's um it's very independent. I can kind of do it when I want to do it, how I want to do it. And, um, you know, the location services are on point. Sometimes the grocery store is right next to me. Sometimes the grocery store is in the direction I was heading. And so things just kind of work out sometimes. So I've kind of made it a practice to when I'm moving or going somewhere, I just check and see what the Instacart is if there's no, if there's no time or no rush for me to go to where I need to go to. So far, so good. And so the reason why I wanted to do Instacart is, as you know, I had to move into a new apartment after Eon and I parted ways. Now, the new apartment that I moved into, because I couldn't stay at our own place because I had I would have had to pay so much more than I had wanted to to live um, in this area. And so I decided that I would look for something that was um, of decent quality or similar quality, but not at but at a cheaper price found a place and understood that I would still have to pay a little more than I wanted to so that there would have to be a way I supplement my income to still be able to afford it. Now when I say be able to afford it, what you have to understand by that statement is on my check alone I can afford to live there. But what are some of the things I like to do? I might like to eat out. I might like to invest. I might like to travel and see friends every now and again, right? So that's extra gas, that's extra money um that it takes to do these things. You know, and the and the bills still have to get paid. So when I thought about it, I was like, okay, if there's a way I can supplement my income, I can use some of that extra money for the lifestyle I want to live. Another thing I like to do with my money is invest. Surprisingly, it's 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 fun for me. When you start to make investing a hobby, it's it's a good trait for life because that's something that's generational. Like if you, the moment you become an investor, it's kind of like. You can kind of teach your kids at a young age how to get involved in investing or make it second nature to them, and they can continue that tradition on for um, the other generations to come. And so, you know, I really I really like it so far. Um, it's a great experience. I've been able to supplement my income a little. I've only been doing it for about, I want to say, a week and some change, and I've already made a, a good amount of money. And so I've already like done budgeting since I moved to my place. Like, okay, so I got my first water bill, boom. I got my first electric bill, boom. I got um, you know, the rent payment for this month, boom. So as I'm getting these bills coming in, I'm understanding better 
how I need to budget moving forward and how much money is going to be tied up in bills and how much money is going to be free for other things, right? Because bills come first. Those are my needs. You know, we talked about budgeting um, about a week ago, too, or like a week and a half ago. So budgeting is kind of going to be one of my main things I'm going to be thinking about after my bills are taken care of or to take care of my bills. I'm going to have to budget, budget that out. So now that the things are starting to stack up correctly, I'm seeing how much money I need to put to my bills, having more money on the side, getting this residual income or this on the side income from just doing Instacart. Um, and I can put that straight into my portfolio. Or I can use that money for whatever else I have to use it for. You know, I've been trying to get a new chair for my for my room so I can, you know, have like that master chair for whatever I want to do in it. Um, you know, because I realize that sometimes your chair can affect your, um, you know, your productivity. Like, if you think about it, you know what I'm saying, if your chair is very uncomfortable, highly uncomfortable, but you that's your work desk, you probably won't get a lot of work done because of how uncomfortable it is. You already don't want to sit in the chair. How much more do the work that is required once you sit in that chair, right? So I felt like I could get a nice little chair from my apartment where it would be like my, my, my work office chair. And so I would just be busy in that chair, do business. And if it's comfortable, I'll be more inclined to enjoy the comfort of the chair and in turn do more work because I'll be trying to sit in a chair anyway, right? Um, so that's one of the things I want to spend my money on. Now, something that um, I ran into on Instacart that I need to do more research into is the fact that doing Instacart makes basically makes me somebody who's self-employed, right? When you're self-employed, your tax form is different than somebody who's employed by like a company, um, like, you know, the job I work by nine to five. So with that being said, the tax implications are different. How the taxation is going to happen is different. So I was watching a video on YouTube because it's always good when you engage in anything new to kind of research on it. I mean, Instacart was pretty straightforward and the app and everything is pretty the, 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 the user interface is great. Like Instacart is probably the best app I've used ever. Um, everything is just kind of straightforward. Everything is kind of handed to me. Um, any question I could have, it's answered by the service. So it's kind of like, I haven't had an issue with Instacart since I started. Um, the only, I only had one issue, but that was on me where Instacart timed out cause I lost connection cause of a storm that happened in an area where I usually don't get connection. So it's just kind of like, that was on me, but usually like so far the Instacart app has been like remarkable. Um, but basically, um, you know, using Instacart, you kind of get paid and the pay comes to you directly. Like, it's like, okay, this is how much Instacart is paying me for this, this is how much I'm getting tipped and you get that money directly. So I was watching videos on YouTube, you know, cause you have to always make sure you're, you know, you, what you brush yourself up on these things when you're engaging in them or engaging with them. And somebody said, make sure when you do Instacart, you put a certain amount of your money to the side, maybe 20 or 30% for taxes. Um, because you know, you never know. Um, how the taxation is going to work um, once your forms come in for self-employment. I forget what the form is called. Um, and so you want to make sure that you have that money handy in case you do have to pay that extra tax on it when, you know, the tax stuff, tax season happens. And so I made sure I put extra money on the side. Now, he was also saying that there's a way to finesse it because if you're self-employed, right, and you're kind of like, you know, the government's going to help you Kind of like if you have your own business and you use your phone service to run your business, you get kind of like a tax write-off. There's certain tax write-offs you can get from being self-employed. Um, so he said if you monitor that, like your, the miles you're using or the gas you're buying or the money you're spending to work, 
um, you can kind of have that deducted from what they would take out from your taxes. I also don't know how that works exactly yet. Um, I'm going to do more research and hopefully I can come on here and engage with you guys on how that actually works. Um, so that's Instacart. And honestly, I would highly recommend it to everybody. Um, one thing I would say about it is now it's becoming fairly popular. The more popular the app gets, the less room there is for you to make money on it. So Instacart works like this. You log on to the app, and then you click on, like, batches available. And then it shows you a list of all the available batches. But it's on a first-come, first-served basis. The first day I ever tried to do Instacart, every single time a batch came, by the time I clicked on it to, to like, swipe to accept it, it was already accepted. So people were, like, really fast and really hands-on. And it's always great when there's just like there's just like a ba day where there's like 15 batches and it's just like there's so much um, supply and or there's so much like uh, demand that we just have to meet the need. Right. Um, but there's some days where you want to make that extra money and there's not high demand and that can get a little tricky. So the more and more people that get exposed to Instacart, the more, and more people that start doing it, especially in a time where there's high unemployment, there might be a lot less window of opportunity or you have to just make runs that you're not really into. Like they'll tell you, oh, drive 15 miles to make this run. You're only going to make seven dollars. I wouldn't do that, right? But desperate times call for desperate measures. Maybe, you know, when you balance out how much your gas costs and how much 15 miles means to you, you might still do the run. But I wouldn't do something like that. But sometimes you can you can get desperate if you're really looking for a way to make some cash, but nothing is available or nothing is in your area. That can get a little frustrating. But so far, so good. I mean, if you just work 9 to 5 and get off at 5, 5.30, between 5 and 9 p.m., I'm sure people are looking to have their groceries delivered to them. So... I mean, you could get it cracking. You could even drive. One thing I've noticed, you could drive to an area where you know there's like lots of stores or lots of demand for Instacart. Like I found um, a Wegmans in um, in uh, where is it? In Columbia, Columbia, Maryland. And the Wegmans I found there has a setup where you can even do just straight up delivery. So like I haven't been to a store where I saw like oh Instacart delivery pickups here. But I went to that Wegmans to do a pickup and I saw that and I was like, ooh. So if I just stayed around this Wegmans for a number of time, I could probably get a lot of delivery orders, you know, which is great. So sometimes it's about location. If you live somewhere that's secluded from a lot of people who use the service, you might have to drive lengths to just make a quick run. And what I've also noticed is it seems like Instacart itself only pays you for the, dr the driving distance. The actual shopping can be paid to you in the form of the tip of the person that is requiring the service. So the higher the tip, the better for me. Like I would, I would always go with the high tip. Um, if it's a low tip or no tip, I probably won't accept that um, Instacart offer. Um, but I'll probably have more to say about it as time progresses. Um, it's definitely been good so far. Now Instacart's done. So. Um, yeah, this is going to be a relatively short episode. Um, I'll just say some, some notes for next week. So we noticed that a lot of people are talking about, oh, Microsoft is going to buy TikTok, so Trump is not going to ban TikTok, so dump all this money to Microsoft, we're going to be good. Um, that's what a lot of people are saying. Um, I'm monitoring it. I'm not putting all my eggs into Microsoft just yet because, I mean, Trump is like a loose cannon. You can't really tell what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. Um, so, I mean, he might today say, no, TikTok is going away. But because of what Microsoft says, he's like, oh, well, all right, we'll make it happen. Or he could say, nah, forget that. We're still getting rid of it. So I would say don't be too quick um you know to to get on it but once a decision is made then it's not a bad idea to hop into it because you could probably get out before the run the run up is done if you get in at the right time but 
you see how Kodak went up 500% and people were now trying to get into it? That's that's not ideal. But when Kodak went up 20%, 30%, that might have been a good time to get into it. So if Microsoft makes a little run and they go up a great amount in a day after the deal is signed, sealed, and delivered, I would say go for it. Um, but if it's something where you notice that, you know, it's just speculation, 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 nothing's really happening, um, I mean, you could still try to make plays on it. Um, depending on, you know, certain call, like no, knowing your technical analysis and just knowing the general direction of the market and Microsoft's historical charts. But I mean, I would say it's it's good to wait on that news because I know a lot of people are talking about TikTok. So I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, jobs report seems like things are getting better than expected with uh, the jobs and unemployment and stuff like that, which is good. And um, yeah, we're still in COVID season, so please make sure you're staying safe. Um, if you can get reusable masks, those are great. Throw it in the washing machine, dryer, make it fresh. Um, you know, you can sterilize it however you see fit. I think the dryer is a great way to sterilize. Um, and make sure you – the hand sanitizer is now widely available in lots of stores, so please stock up. Um, there may be a second wave. You know, the, things things haven't gotten as, as good or as better as people may think they have, so please make sure you're stocking up on your um, – and your sanitizers, and um, yeah, just general cleaning practices. Make sure you're keeping things clean, and you know this is the time to practice cleanliness and just to kind of generally be a cleaner person. Um, um, I appreciate everybody who listens to this uh, show. I really, I really, you know, try to make sure that I do this once a week, which sometimes can be strenuous when you have other things on your plate. But I make it a point to just give out free game every single time I can just to anybody who's listening. I mean, it doesn't matter. I could get zero listens on this and I would still do it because um, it's going to be on the Internet forever. And I just want it to be able to help somebody in any way, shape or form. So, um, you know, for too long, people have not had access to information. I've been told that they have to pay X, Y and Z for information. I want to just come and give it to you free as can be, you know, free 99, as they say in Kanye's workout plan. Um, that song it's a great song um, but yeah and that's all I have for today so I will talk to you all next week I wonder what the topic will be but we will see alright peace out y'all